Hi, everybody, and welcome to the first in the series of the new Abbey podcast, uh, Looking Forward. Today, we're absolutely delighted uh, to be joined by Ray Cunningham, founder and director of My My uh, Charity. Very much, as I said, the new podcast is about looking forward and meeting really inspirational leaders across the whole of the country who are doing amazing things. And as I said, today with Ray from My My Charity, we're going to touch very, very quickly as an overview. But at the headline side of things, Ray is both an extremely good friend of mine uh, and somebody I've known for many, many years. As I said, from the My My Charity, um, it's a voluntary community sector council organisation with extensive experience in suicide prevention and intervention. And I said, this was a charity founded by Ray uh, back in 2008 and since then has grown in uh, massive amounts uh, to where it's sitting today. So if we go over to yourself, Ray, and give obviously a, a much better overview of really the, yourself, the charity, and where you have come from up until today. Yep. Um, first off, thanks, Gareth, for having me on. I feel very privileged. Um, yeah, so my name is Ray Cunningham. I'm I'm uh, from Newcastle. I are from Castle Island, sorry. Our office is in Newcastle. Um, I am uh, a husband. I have, uh, I have one week, week girl and another child on the way. Um, and I am a brother and, and a son. Um, so we, as an organisation, you captured it quite well there. Ultimately, our focus is to help people through challenges and difficult times in their lives. Um, and although you know, the mental health world on one hand can be looked upon as very, you know, doom and gloom or very heavy, we have the privilege of seeing people transition through difficult times in their life to actually start to live life for the first time. And this uh, and can happen very, very quickly. And it all starts with just um, reaching out and asking for help. Um, so we have the privilege of seeing people transition and uh, you know from that place of um struggle to a place of um living a life that they could never have thought that they could ever live and it's it's as i say it's a privilege um, to be in this position so the bulk of our work is one-to-one counseling however that has expanded over the last year and we have plans which we'll talk about later to expand that even further and um, to ca- capture more avenues and 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 and, and bring people um uh, bring more people in through our door to and offer a diverse range of services through supporting children and families and um, continuing the current work that we do now. And I know Ray we talked offline and several of the sort of the, the previous uh, participants in the sort of podcast series has talked very much about work done within the charity sector and for many of the people recognize now that the charity sector has stepped up an awful lot more from the traditional sort of perception back in the day where somebody standing outside, someone shaking a bucket and getting a couple of pounds into a very, very, very much business focused acumen. And obviously from your own side of things, you've evolved from what I call the sort of traditional business side of things doing, you know, as Ray had his own business and multiple different uh, avenues into now really immersing yourself 105% into the charity side of things. So if you give a wee bit of overview to listeners in terms of that evolution of where you came from, the more traditional business side of things, and then recognizing, well, actually the charity side of things and taking all that experience and how that has helped. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, a bit of background myself. I left school when I was 14. Um, I've no GCSEs or A-levels. We had a family tire business that I worked in for 11 years and to a large part is something that I didn't enjoy. Um, but what it did help um, developed through the, the through working there was um, the ability to be able to speak to people and communicate and um, and that is something that really has st- stuck by me to 
you know, an understanding, you know, of running a business at a very early stage. Um, I think I started very, very young. Um, so that I feel has stood by me or other areas that I had to really catch up on through leaving school very early. Academically, I struggled with, with um, areas that I still find challenging today, but um, I've had to upskill myself um, things that you, you know, probably would have went through university and, and, and have, have had a, you know, much greater understanding of it. But I find that, um, you know, through we we now and have done for a long time run the charity like a business. Ultimately, the the charity needs to to make money to be able to provide the services that we do. Um, and as I say, we were at a stage one of those charities that you know solely relied on the street collections, the pub quizzes, things like that. But as the demand has you know dramatically increased, we realised that that wasn't enough. So we heavily rely on the mix of that. And um, we also have a new store in Castle Well that generates income for us, and um, we get support through foundations. Currently, we don't get any with no government contracts. Um, and that can be a, that's a, you know um, they can be very challenging to um, to achieve, um, but we rely with some great foundations and and um, businesses locally that support us and believe in the work that we do. Um, so yeah, we have grown from that um, over the last three years. The number of people that we support has tripled. So we've seen an exponential growth in that period, and that was actually before COVID. Um, so, as you can imagine, you know, things are, you know, increasing even, you know, at a much faster rate again than that. Um, mental health, um, and health challenges, you know, were were really, um, you know, on on its knees before, you know, February and March in this country, and now it's just, you know, gone to a different level. So, yeah, we have grown from that. Um, charity that did solely rely on those avenues of the street collections and pub quizzes, things like that were most start off. Um, but we have a you know a great diverse board and that have a huge experience in businesses, um, running companies themselves, and you know contribute to um, the, the where we're at today um, hugely. And again, Razor touched on in many cases, you have people like yourself who have come from a business background, have recognised a cause from a charity perspective and they've immersed themselves in that in some way, shape or form, you've obviously thrown yourself in 150%. But going the other way from the learnings, now sitting very much on the charity side of things, which is you know, your complete 100% of the world, what sort of learnings have you seen between yourself and the team working within the charity side of things that may be a beneficial or inspiration to some of the businesses and how maybe they change and evolve their businesses in terms of looking forward to sort of next year and making things better? Yeah, well, business is... is, is you know, as well as I do, um, we all can have a, a business model, you know, can always be very attractive and what we try to sell or, or do as, a, you know, as a business, you know, can be, um, has, you know, massive opportunity, whatever it may be to, you know, make money and do well. But ultimately that success, that's determined by the people that work in the build, in the, in the business. And the success, we, we're of the belief the success of those individuals themselves are determined, you know, the success for them within the business is determined where they're at within their own lives, you know, and we, we find that we like to sort of take a step back and and um, help people um, deal with the challenges that they face on a daily basis. So really, you know, how do you feel in the morning when you jump into the car and go to work? How do you feel in the evening when you jump in the car to go home? Do you, is, it, is it a home that you look forward to going to? Is it a job that you look forward to driving to in the morning? 
are you at peace and content within your own life so we take an approach of if we can help the individuals within the company um, they will ultimately you know live a happier healthier life themselves and and contribute in a much to a much higher level and within the business so if we can in the micro level if the individuals and you know the individuals you know become you know focus on their own health and then that will um, emanate into the, the health of the of the company and a healthy company no matter what gets thrown at it will be able to overcome it and, and navigate through it so it starts with individuals if if the focus is there um we believe everything else will come um as a byproduct of that and you talked there a couple of ago about obviously the ability to speak and you communicate with people i know you do an awful lot of talks either a range of people and businesses but for again, those sort of people are listening in the minute, both at an individual level and again, potentially from a business side of things. Mm-hmm. They're sitting now looking into 2021 and saying, well, actually, look, we want to improve our overall health and well-being. We want to improve our uh, position within staff. So working with the likes of yourself and other organizations, but particularly what you guys do, if somebody is thinking those sort of things, what really is sort of the first step if they don't know what should be done, but they've got the intention we want to make improvements? Well, it's communication. Um, it, it's if we can improve again, not just at the, the the micro level within a business, we can improve the communications, um, from through through you know management through you know communicating with your peers. You know, if we can improve the communication, this is something that we see on a daily basis within the charity. If we can open lines of communication and make them easily accessible, you know, anything that we feel that is a challenge, the more heads you know in the mix that we feel that we can navigate you know through those challenges much easier, um, and then you know globally you know wars around the world is ultimately created because we couldn't speak to each other you know and it's something that at times you know tanya and i would my wife tanya would struggle with home you know arguments really come out of not being able to sit down and, and talk through things together so if we can communicate better with something to really try and encourage within the charity that everyone feels that they're as important their view is as important as mine or the next person um and you know we've you know everyone has you know value valuable things to say and, and it's important then if somebody does share something that we value what they what what they have to say and they feel that they're they, they're they're a part of this and a part to play and um, so communication i think plays a massive um uh part in it and yeah just um i believe that's that's maybe is maybe not the the direction you were going with that question gareth when you're saying about communication and the, the yeah. fights with the house and both obviously knowing each other house like that we both know that in many cases, it's the communication sometimes not the problem. It's just the fact that you and me haven't done what we're told to do at the right time, and, and rightly so, we get told off for it. So that's sometimes. But coming back, Ray, just as you said, <laughs> <the point. laughs> well, that's exactly it. Uh, but that bit as well, as I said, like you know, taking some of those talks that you do to both uh, business leaders and more so, Ray, for the work that you do as a charity inside actual businesses. So can you give our listeners sort of an overview that, for example, if they were taking somebody like yourselves in, you know, looking forward next year, yeah. sort of what would happen, uh, how you can help actually on the ground, if you take, without mentioning any names like that, but just sort of a, a typical sort of process from organization where you sort of help uh, individuals. Yeah, yeah, good question. So, for instance, if I'm sitting in front of a you know a room full of people and I'm doing a presentation, and it's generally about you know I tell my story from you know suicide to um you know from you know 25, 26 years of life waking up and literally wanting to um not be here to die. To, yeah, um, from how I've moved from that 
point to wh- where I am today where I wake up in the morning and more often than not I wake up with a smile on my face and excited about the day the, the day ahead um, and for me my productivity my, the level of productivity within me is you know it's, there's no comparison to what it was like so when I'm doing a presentation within the, um, within a room full of people and I'm talking about those experiences and the things that I've had from you know abusing drink and drugs and you know and, and uh, attempting suicide and losing brother to suicide and growing up in an alcoholic environment and all of those sorts of things when i am you know in that room you know and even if it's a you know a, a, a room full of uh, you know company leaders and they're 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 there to to um to think of ways to improve their business generally if there's 10 people in that room and i'm doing a presentation or sorry even before i come into the room to do a presentation and they're working on the business you, you, you can guarantee that you know there's a large percentage of the people in that room that are there but their head's somewhere else and it generally could be at home they're worried about family member friend challenges within their lives so even though that they're there and it's very business focused if we don't first of all address how we feel in the morning, uh, how we feel throughout our day about ourselves, about our relationships with our family and friends. If we don't put that as a priority, looking after our own mental health and well-being, looking after our health, everything else, then we do it half-assed. Okay, how we go about our day, our level of productivity, how we treat and speak to other people, how we speak about other people, you know, speak to how we treat and speak um, to and about other people really tells us so gives us so much information about where we're at within our lives so uh, for us it's very important that individuals within their life uh, within a room it's helping them realize that um the importance of looking after themselves you know and that's we all know that but what does that look like what does looking after yourself mean you know um and we talk about things that you know that highlights instances within their day that they didn't even realize that um was unhealthy for them and and then really starts once they you know are conscious of that then that starts you know a conversation around that particular thing one thing we talk about it you know very very much within the workplace is gossiping you know gossiping you know in itself is if i'm talking to talking to you gareth and i'm talking bad about not that you're anything to say bad about rose but if i'm talking bad about i would rose, know better <laughs> if I'm talking purely about Rose, and you'll find us in the workplace, I find it all the time. You know, if I'm talking purely about Rose, what I'm really saying to you is, Gareth, my life's that miserable. I need to talk about Rose's misery to make me feel a little normal. So I'm, you know, projecting my unhappiness, you know, um, um, onto you basically. So I'm telling you by how I speak with other people where I'm at in my life. Are you a person that speaks all all the good? Now, it's impossible to speak all the good all the time but are you a person that generally speaks praise of other people or are you a person at the other side of the scale if you are um, it's really telling you that it's it's you'll see this in politics all the time turn on the tv and you know Sinn Féin just you know for the full you know when they're in uh, you know um Stormont, you know for most of the time they're just talking bad about each other never it's never about what they could do together you know and how we can move together you know how, how we can move forward together so business is the same if we can you know, it's, it's, you know, your staff, you've, you've quite a few of them, you know, if, if the focus can be on, on, um, them, so with, with businesses, if the focus can be on the individuals themselves, help them, um, come to a happier, healthier place within their own lives, then that will, um, improve the performance within the business. So one thing we would do, one large company we worked with a while ago, um, won't mention their name, but did a lot of talks over a few weeks. And one of the questions would, to the manager, as soon as we first went in 
you know, say to the manager, give her here any of your staff, you know, say, you know, F and hate this place or or complain about the place that they work in. And this the manager laughed and she says she says to me, I hear that all the time. Well, when we're in front of the staff, you know, we would use that as an example, you know, that, that we asked the manager that question and we help the staff themselves understand that it's not, it's generally more often than not, not the place that they hate, not the workplace. It's where they're at in their lives that they're uncomfortable with. Because if they were going into work every day and they loathed the place that they went into, but they cared about themselves, what do you think they would do? They would just leave, you know, and then you fall into this, you know, you know, you know, there's no work out there. There's loads of work out there if you're willing to go and search for it. And I know, again, as we say, come back to sort of the, the thought process of the podcast, very much about looking forward, but you're only looking forward from a point in time of right now. So if we take back very quick second to go forward, obviously with you is doing the charity over sort of the last 12 years. Every single year is an evolution of looking forward, as you said, starting off just with yourself then taking on some more volunteers, coming into sort of full-time counsellors. The offices, which you see behind you, has evolved and evolved. So again, we've talked about this quite extensively, and I think it's widely accepted that the taboo around mental health is very definitely starting to be broken down, but it's still got a long journey to go in terms of the acceptance that, you know, it is okay to not be okay. It is completely fine to talk about the struggles and challenges you have, very much to reach out and ask for help. So... For those who are individual gain or listening here now, both on two sides, that really people are thinking that they may need help. And secondly, as well, come back to those people that don't really understand maybe the challenges or struggles of somebody who's had mental health issues, but very much they're in the mantra that they want to help. They just don't know what they're looking for or how to do it. What sort of advice going into 2021 would you give both of those sets of people? Yeah, well, look, um, as you said, the stigma has definitely been broken. When we started the charity, um, we, from the people that we supported directly through counselling, there probably was, you know, the ratio was about 90% female that engaged in our services, 10% male. Um, excuse me, to the station we're in now, our, our most recent figures were 56% male to um, the remainder of female. Um, so it's predominantly, as you know, that uh, we're led to believe that male, males themselves are less likely to ask for help. And, you know, we're now seeing that actually, um, we have seen that change over the last couple of years, which is great. Um, and I think how that has become accessible, Gareth, is because I've done, as you know, a lot of talks and, um, you know, and I think with, for a, a male standing up in front of a room and speaking about his experiences and how I'm able to come out the other side of it, it gives access to somebody else to come through that. Now, I know you've openly spoke about, um, you know, me and you have become close friends because our conversations that we have are real conversations. You know, we genuinely care about each other. We know about each other's struggles um, and the intimacy within our relationship over the last, you know, number of years has really got closer so i know that you know if i share something with you you're not going to judge me you're going to help me think through it you know so it's really it's getting ourselves in a, a, a position if somebody is going to talk to us about the challenges within their life you know we don't th don't think for a moment that you have to have the answer to that if somebody comes to you sits down and say you know this happened did that happen this is what i'm going through or this is how i feel you don't need to have an answer you just need to be there you need to listen and they need to feel that you are listening and present during that conversation. And because a lot of us 
run around the world or you know you know on our a daily basis feel that we don't have anything of value to offer you know people speak and feel that you know no one's really listening so that, you know one of the most valuable things and the powerful things that you can do you know give somebody your presence you don't have to fix it you do not have to have the right answers you just have to be there for them and i've asked you something that you're unsure of just say look i don't know but i know i know where we can go for it just be there and you see what you're doing is that so this is for that person that doesn't really know how to handle it is that i'm saying you, you don't have to know how to handle it you just listen and you just say look i'm not sure what the next steps are but let's find out together so once those you know, and sorry, and the other side from that person that is, you know, struggling to talk, you know, um, it, it's important that we, you know, I, I'm of the belief, Gareth, that we uh, as males and females do actually want to talk about our challenges. We just do not know how to articulate it. We do, do not know what, what words to, you know, kick off to instigate the conversation. You know, so what we have definitely seen is more people are becoming more skilled in both sharing what's going on within their lives. And also, if they see somebody that they're concerned about, they are more skilled in instigating a conversation to allow them to speak. So, for instance, if I'm worried about you, what I, a tactic that we would use is if I'm concerned about you and you and I would be friendly you know at a time that i'd meet you i'd sit down and i would talk to you about something in my life that i'm struggling with so then you would think to yourself i'm really opening the door and i'm hoping that you'll walk through that door and you know together we can and um, come through whatever you may be struggling with so it's really just be there listen um now whoever's listened to this has our details i'm, I'm sure i'm assuming um and then you know um if that does come up in conversation or if you're worried about something just be vulnerable yourself, you know, be brave enough to be vulnerable um, in those scenarios and just say, look, Garth, um, you know, there's something going on in my life right now. I just want to share it with you to see if you have any, you know, experience with it. And then I hope that you come back to me and, and, and share something. And as we said again, Ray, coming with that conversation about, you know, knowing you for all of the years and continuously uh, with yourself and the organization looking forward to the next stage and the next stage, if we can bring it on, obviously, you know, the big audacious goal, as I said, from your side was creating this world center of excellence. And if you really give the listeners a bit of an overview, both from the side of things that we've been chatting for several months, is that, you know, a bit about what you're trying to achieve, but equally as well about the more recent struggles. And again, the, you know, the great news of how you've sort of moved that even in the last month like that. Yeah, well, you know, for a long time that we, we have realized that if somebody comes into our organization, predominantly it's been one-to-one -one counseling that we have been able to offer. That doesn't work for everyone. Okay, counseling itself isn't for everyone. Now, for me, myself, it's been, you know, life-changing um, and it's worked so well for me and I know so many others, you know, um, that it does on, on a daily basis that it works really well for. But it's not for everyone. You know, football's not for everyone, you know different types of sport you know so we what we want to try to to do and we've known for a long time that we need a broaden the range of services that we offer so you know and 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 you know from personal experiences uh, you know I've, I've realized this sometimes so we want to try to not just look at mental health but we want to try to encompass it and just focus on increasing the health within within individuals within our you know community and, and wider areas and that looks looks like 
um, that you know we, we take into account um, nutrition and the impact that that has. When we when you know when you when you really look at look look into it and see the importance around that, it's just not people just think oh it's important to you know eat, eat healthy and that's true. But what does that actually mean? So we're looking at ninety percent of serotonin. Um, sorry we've created an industry around the beliefs that serotonin and dopamine um, is mainly produced in our brain actual fact 10% of serotonin 10% of dopamine is only created in our brain the other 90% of serotonin is created in our liver 50% of dopamine is created in our or sorry 40% of dopamine is created sorry I'll go back to that I'm getting a bit tongue-tied 90% of serotonin is created in our gut lining so from our basically nasal passes to our back passes is our gut um, so 90% of serotonin is created there 50% of dopamine is created there 40% of dopamine is created in our liver and I say that only 10% of both is created in our brain so in actual fact you know or sorry in reality is that sometimes when if you're in a, a place in your your life that you're struggling or the you're being unable to miss or lift that um fog it it can be down to what's looking back at you on the plate you know are you nourishing yourself you know and we have found that if we can encompass um the right type of nutrition and what we mean by that is that not just to eat you know, loads of fruit and veg, you know, and cut down on sugar and those sorts of things, you know, be mindful of your alcohol consumption. Um, but it's also, where does that come from? You know, where does the fruit and veg come from? Does it come from, you know, halfway across the world or does it come from a small local farmer? And the difference that will have news massive. So we have wanted to create a, a space that not only if you come in to see us today, Gareth, the idea would be, that on a you, and you would have your initial assessment with one of our team and say it be Nicola and Nicola then has a chat, sees your availability and and has a level of understanding of what she feels that would be beneficial to take back to our health panel. She goes down, sits back, six, you, you would leave then, you would, she, you would be invited back a few nights later. But before that happens, Nicola would sit, sit down in the health panel and the health panel could look, look, look like, you know, sitting down with her nutritionist or personal trainer um, or, 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 or community um, events manager um, and, uh, obviously, our counsellors and our yoga practitioner, our Pilates, you know, practitioner, you know, wider range of things. And then you'll come back in and we'll say, Gareth, look, we take your health serious. And as a reflection of that, this is what we believe that will bring, it'll give you the best opportunity to enhance that within your own life. And on Monday night, you'll start counselling for, for one hour. And a Tuesday morning, you'll, you'll, you'll begin a six-week course in nutrition. On a Thursday night, you'll start you know, 10 or eight weeks, eight or 10 weeks of personal training. And after that 10 weeks period, then we're going to integrate you back into our group classes. So not only would you have developed a level of, you know, confidence, you know, through one-to-one -one training, you'll also be able to navigate through the, 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 you know, the messy situations in your head because you'll be coming in and speaking to our, 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 our team on a Monday night, our counselor on a Monday night. So you've got through a wide, wider range of things um, and you're building up, a, you know, your, a, your, your own toolbox, you know, your much diverse range of skills. So when you go back out into the world and encounter challenges, which we all do on a daily basis, you're, you're much better equipped to deal with them. So we have we, we've realized, realized this for some time and realized our current situation, our current premises can facilitate that. So we have really aspired to have a space where, um, you know, is a beacon of hope for people. Um, and we believe through creating um, support for children, families, um, you know, is, is essential from things that I just mentioned and even the likes of sleep therapy um, and um, just a, a mixture of different things. So we have um, 
looked, we've been looking at it aside for some time. Um, it's called, um, it's just outside Castle Island. It's an old outdoor um, pursuit center that's owned by the Department of Education, Arden Bonin, and it's this beautiful 16 acre site. So our plan there is to run those wide range of services, have a cafe on site. It's a beautiful scenic walk in it. We were overlooking the Moor Mountains and the sea in Newcastle. Um, the 16 acres themselves, we will develop them. Um, um, you know, horticulture is going to be a huge element of what we do. We're going to be growing all our own fruit and vegetables that then you'll be able to purchase either in a farm shop or in the cafe. And it's going to be community-led, you know, buy-in and support through our ever-growing volunteer force. Um, and, you know, real have, you know, the community itself will have real ownership of that. And we want that to radiate out into the wider area and, uh, you know, and invite people from all across the country to come and experience um, what we are, um, what we are working towards. So Ray, obviously again, I know our Nirvana has been a project you've been working on for a very, very long time as the ultimate goal. And with that side of things, listening to the listeners, as we said, it's very much about looking forward. But with that plan, you've been doing phenomenal work and you've got a sort of a, a bit of a speed bump put in the road, you know, a couple of months ago in terms of your plans had to be extremely sped up and obviously raise you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds in a very, very short time frame. Can you talk through just in terms of where you were sitting as an individual and teams of how you felt at that point in time and how you basically picked yourself up and said, yep, this is just another thing. Let's raise hundreds of thousands of pounds in the next few weeks from scratch. How you really were able to inspire yourselves and go, yeah, we need to get on and get that done because the ultimate goal uh, is so worthy. Yeah, um, good question. Speed bump, yeah, it was an spe absolute speed bump, but that's something we are used to dealing with every single day. Um, and the team that we have that's working on this is just phenomenal. And, and again, these guys are you know very experienced and, and very um, uh, broad and in, 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 in business. Um, and we picked ourselves up very quickly. We realised that instead we initially thought we had about 18 months to raise the money, but we really had about eight weeks. So in the space of, you know, those eight weeks, we were able to raise, you know, you know hundreds of thousands of pounds, um, which, you know, was really um, something special, you know, and it just reinforced not only our belief that this is so important and needs to happen, but the community um, really has bought into this and said, we are prepared to do whatever you know, we're, whatever it takes to get this over the line because, um, it we see that it's needed. You know, they've not just heard us, you know, talk about it and explain it, but they see it every day with, you know, not just within you know their own community but within their own homes. So, you know, and that really you know has refocused us even more. You know, and um, it's that was has been a real cool experience over the last few weeks. I can tell you. And Ray, really just leading on a sort of conclusion, as you said, you know, whilst you raised hundreds of thousands of pounds in the last eight weeks, you know, if you're being really honest with it, it was 12 years in the making for all of the work that you and the team have done at every single stage and every single step. Equally as well, you talk very much about the phenomenal community buy-in from what you as a team have been doing and continuously evolving out. So as we said, really from the inspirational side, I think looking forward into sort of next year, with this World Centre of Excellence, and as I said, the stuff you're talking about, um, the help, whether it be from, you know, the individual help, the team help, the classes, the sort of farming, the cooking, you know, this will be something absolutely world world class. This step here at the minute, you know, in terms of hundred thousand pounds, takes you to the next stage. So, for again, for those uh, listeners in saying, well, actually, look, this is something we'd really like to be in terms of involved and help because, again, you know you're really looking for millions going forward now to take the thing into the true evolution of the dream. 
how can people sort of reach out in terms of help you going forward? Yeah, as, as I say, you know, the, the biggest, you know, um, piece of work is obviously the, ne the next stage and um, we'll be developing the plan over the next sort of five years or different phases. And, you know, the, the big spend is, you know, between one to two million to, you know, restore the buildings and develop the place out to what we, um, to the standard of what we want and the standard that our community, you know, um, deserves. Um, so if anyone is you know, sort of listening to that and, uh, and are interested and, and would like to find out more, just um, I'm sure Gareth will put up our website details. Um, and we, after Christmas um, and the new year, will be looking at putting together a campaign to raise money, you know, to raise that part of the money um, uh, to, um, yeah, to raise that and, and to hope that if you feel that it's something that you would like to support, and um, we would be, you know, very, very appreciative. And that will all be advertised through social media and our website. Um, and or you can just call the office and the guys will arrange a call if you want to speak to myself directly. And um, the guys arrange a call if, or if you want us to come out and, and in the new year and, and speak to you directly or even your company of what we're trying to achieve. And um, we would be more than happy to do that. Um, so yeah, please feel free to get in contact. And um, it's it's really we're still at, even though it's 12 years in the making this project is right at the start we feel this is something that can be then duplicated in other communities um and uh yeah we're very excited about it and again ray just cracking and make sure i knew this listening in maybe from the podcast settings the website is mymy.org.uk yeah yep Perfect. that's right well, look, as we said, again, a massive, massive thank you uh, for your time today. And again, you know, the journey, as I said, for anybody that does know you and involved with the charity, uh, it is nothing short of, of inspirational um, and continues to evolve now. And say certainly the, the recent news about sort of next year's Lord of Anna uh, is nothing short of phenomenal. So we want to wish you a very, very best wishes. Thank you for everything that's been done so far. And we'll hopefully see you in the new year. Thanks, Gareth. And once again, it's a privilege being on with you. Chat soon. Bye.